2: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the headlines, of course, have created a little bit of rage, a little bit of outrage, as many people are angry after a report came out which claimed that 19 of the largest companies in the United States paid little to no uh, income tax, federal income tax. But we're going to do a double down on our think again. Is that true or is the real picture much more complicated? Garrett Watson is a senior policy analyst with the Tax Foundation in Washington, D.C. He's going to help us think again uh, about all of this. Thanks for joining us, Garrett.
1: Thanks for having
2: me. Uh, so let's, let's dive into this uh, as looking at uh, what happens. Everyone always gets a, a little frustrated or angry when they see the headline that these large companies uh, aren't paying a whole heck of a lot in federal income tax. Uh, but what does that really mean, and what is it that they're actually paying?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question, and it really comes down to the fact that there are different rules in our in our tax law that govern how much corporations are paying in tax than – uh, how they determine uh, what their profits are, right? They determine their profits to uh, report back to shareholders. Meanwhile, in our tax laws, we're trying to not only raise revenue, but also encourage a variety of activities. And that includes incentives to invest in the U.S. Uh, and in 2020 and 2021, we provided a lot of pandemic relief for those firms to stay open. Uh, and so that really complicates this picture when we think about um, the different goals that uh, policymakers have for uh, the tax code. Um, and it means that this story is actually much more mundane than a lot of people think.
2: Yeah, one of the things that you uh, have pointed out and some of your colleagues have pointed out at the Tax Foundation is, is often everyone says, well, businesses just you know take advantage of all these loopholes. Uh, and the reality is is it's not about the loopholes. Uh, it's about Congress.
1: That's right. Yeah, the, the Congress has decided uh, how the tax law is set up. And some of these supposed loopholes are actually really important parts of the, of the tax code. For example, you know, providing an immediate deduction for investment is a good way to spur investment and is the proper way to deal with it. Allowing firms to deduct, uh, losses from their tax, taxes is also, uh, an important part of it. And one good analogy is on our individual tax returns, we don't pay taxes on all of our income either, right? We have deductions, we have credits, um, but it isn't scrutinized in the same way necessarily. But it's important to to, to think that there is um, a a, a relevant comparison with individuals there, um, and it's the way our tax system has been set up.
2: And So I think that's an important thing for us. I love the way you point out that there are natural things that we use as individuals uh, in terms of deductions for child care or whatever it may be, uh, and that there is an equivalent version of that for our businesses as well.
1: That's right, and that can range from uh, deductions for investment. The R&D tax credit is a big one, uh, if anything, that's getting more important as we think about competition with other uh, powers like China. And, um, and of course, a lot of that pandemic relief that makes it really hard to look at uh, 2020 and 2021 in particular just because they were so unusual. When you look at a larger time frame, say, of 10 years, the number of firms where they have a lot of profits and pay little impact goes way down, which makes a lot of sense when you think about a lot of the stuff being – changing the timing of when firms
2: are paying in tax, not necessarily their total tax burden in the long run. And so let's look at uh, what this report is missing. We talked about loopholes and some of those things in terms of, of deductions. What else is under the surface there that we ought to be thinking about as we take a look at and either get really angry or frustrated uh, or say, okay, that makes sense when it comes to business tax?
1: Right. So, so I think that there's also, uh, of course, uh, layer on top of all of this is uh, proposals to impose a new minimum tax on corporations, which is something that the uh, president Biden has proposed and has been uh, circulating around Congress. Uh, and the, the challenge there goes right back to what we were just talking about, which is that type of proposal is really a bandaid on this situation. It's true that it would claw back a lot of these incentives uh, and a lot of these deductions that firms may have, but it would do so in a pretty capricious and, and arbitrary way uh that makes the tax code more complicated. It's the equivalent of if you have a hole in your roof putting a circus tent over it to stop the rain. Uh the right thing to do is to fix the roof. And the equivalent thing there is to clean up the tax code directly. Um, if we want to remove tax incentives, uh we can consider that. But we have to think about that and it's trade offs directly rather than trying to impose a minimum tax that uh isn't even really all that effective because it exempts so much of these things from uh to begin with. For example the R and D credit.
2: Yeah, you you really do have to to look at several years to get a, a better picture of uh, of what is going on. Explain that uh, to our listeners mm-hmm. in terms of why we have to take this longer view when we look at business and business cycles as it relates to taxes.
1: For sure. So one big driver of this uh, phenomenon is accelerated depreciation, and that's basically the idea that say you build a um, you have a large uh, investment, say in a um, uh, in a combine if you're a, a, a farmer. Uh, that might be a lot of money that you deduct upfront on your taxes. Um, and on your financial statements, you may not be able to do that. You have to deduct it over time, right to reflect the the wear and tear on the tractor. Um, so in a single year, it may look like that for your for your profit side that you made profits, So because of this large deduction and its investment, you have uh, no tax owed. Uh, but that is not true in the long run. Over the next few years you're going to have you no longer have that immediate deduction. instead, uh, you have the reverse situation where you're paying tax, where you're deducting the cost of that tractor on your financial statement. And so over the long run, these, these situations tend to resolve themselves. Uh, and you really only end up back in that situation if you continue to invest in the American economy, which that's actually a good thing, right? That's what we want firms to be doing. We want them to be creating more jobs and investing more. And effectively what we're saying when we say we don't want that is we want less investment, which I, I think is the wrong message we want to be sending to firms right now.
2: Absolutely. And then final question for you, are there any particular revisions that you'd like to see happen within the tax code, especially as it relates to businesses uh for the future?
1: Yeah, well, one big idea that you know we have is of course uh corporate income is taxed uh several times, uh both uh under the corporate income tax and then again when uh shareholders uh get that tax with capital gains. There's a big opportunity, I think, to simplify the code there. A lot of countries around the world have done that. Um, by basically unifying the corporate tax system and individual taxes. Um, and not only would that simplify things, but it would also be pro-growth. So I think that's a big opportunity that we can learn from other countries on um, and to be an opportunity to reform the code further um, and get away from a discussion about rates, which I think uh, is important, but uh, is only part of the story.
2: Uh, such great insight. I uh, always appreciate your perspective as we look at all things related to tax. Uh, Garrett Watson's a senior policy analyst with the Tax Foundation in Washington, D.C. And Garrett, I'm going to squeeze one last thing in. What do you think is going to happen? Is there any movement? Is there any opportunity for some of those changes to happen uh, even as we roll into these really uh, crucial 2022 midterms?
1: Yeah, I think the next uh, 30 to 60 days through June is going to be pretty pivotal in answering that. It sounds like the White House and folks in Congress are considering revived negotiations over the uh, tax proposals and Build Back Better or its, its successor. Uh, but uh, it still has a strong, I think, uphill battle to climb because of disagreements over uh, the design of these taxes, their effects they may have on the economy, uh, and whether or not they can uh, you know, get the votes necessary to pass it through. Um, so if, if folks are curious, I would watch that closely over the next month or so, and we should know more about whether or not that will move forward before the midterms.
2: Uh, fantastic. Garrett Watson, Senior Policy Analyst with the Tax Foundation in Washington, D.C. Garrett, thanks for your perspective today. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, a, a lot to digest there as it relates to the corporate taxes. Again, be careful of just reacting immediately and uh to this idea that uh, corporations don't pay Income tax or these reports that say, you know, 19 of the top uh, largest companies in the United States didn't pay any taxes. Uh, as As Garrett explained, you have to look at that over a period. If there is investment in resources or hard assets, uh, he used the example of, of buying a, a tractor if you're a farmer. Uh, You can take that deduction just as an individual would take a deduction if you're doing home improvements or if you're spending money uh, on your children, a child tax credit and so on. Uh, So they're, they're very similar things in terms of deductions, and they're not just loopholes. It's not just lawyers and lobbyists doing that. Those are the things that have been built into the system by Congress. Congress is the one that puts those things into place. And so we can't always just throw our hands up and yell at the IRS. Uh, we should be talking with our members of Congress when it comes to that and taking a long view, not instant certainty, not instant anger or frustration. Uh, we have to look at the long view of all of these things. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. So when we come back, uh, Congressman Chris Stewart's going to join us. We'll talk about his week in Washington, D.C., including his trip to the Washington, D.C. temple with many of his colleagues. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.